It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. Okay, dink is a word of unknown origin. Great. In Scottish and Northern English, it means neat or neatly dressed. Okay, that's not bad. In sports, it means a ball struck delicately, or to hit or kick a ball delicately. It's a noun and a verb. (sighs) Whoa. And if you're going to cancel me, I think you should cancel Rhett and Link as well. Oh, they do say that. You're right. Dink it and sink it. Mm. Right. Right, and like, I'm sorry, but I gotta cancel you guys. <laughs> Dude, did you know that Right and Link bought Smosh? They what? They bought Smosh. When did they do that? I, not that, or I think it was like, a, a, at least a year or two ago now. Yeah, because Smosh sold out to some company, um... And then that company, like, I guess it just ran out of money and was just like, just like Mixer, they sort of collapsed without telling anyone. Uh, and then Rhett and Link swooped in and bought them up. Hey, good for them. I guess, I assume that's a good thing. Yeah, they won't be out of jobs. That's a yeah. good thing. And Rhett and Link seem like good guys. Maybe not, but like... Yeah, I haven't heard a lot negative that just didn't have to do with the quality of the show. Damn. I mean, I I still watch it sometimes. They're fine. Yeah, I think they're funny people. And this isn't based on anything they've done, but I also think that they're people that have, could in theory have a great capacity for evil. Mm -hmm. There's a lot we don't know about Rhett and Link. You're right. But I think, I think, I think they're good people. Link rhymes with Dink. It does rhyme. rhyme. Yeah, there's nothing to that. There's there's nothing there. I'm sorry, Mr. Link. Sorry, Mr. Neil. If you're nasty. So are we doing a cold open for this episode? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Alright, this puts me on the spot a little bit, but I think it's my, my turn to introduce the episode, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, a little late on this, but hello and welcome everyone to the 19th episode of the Family Guy Funnycast, covering episode of season 2, episode, I didn't write down the number, 11? You know what, I'm gonna Google this for you. No, it's 12, because first season was 7, so yeah, this is, this is episode 12, season 2, episode 12, 15 minutes of shame. You got it. Oh my god, you were right. See, I can do big math, like... Like... Like 19 <laughs> minus 7. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I forgot how long the first season was. Yeah, seven episodes. Really weird th- amount. Yeah, I w- would have thought, like, either 6 or 8. Or n- not, a, not a classic 13... I, mean, I feel like you'd remember if it was that fucking long. Yeah, cause it's a shorter season. I know it's stupidly short, so that's why I, I wouldn't assume 13. Well, only seven episodes. 
That's almost half. Mm-hmm. That's how I can remember that. That's a good mnemonic device. I don't. I don't and, think it's a and, mnemonic device. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's not even a device. <laughs> it's just sort of like a little number fact. Number fact. I'm no good at those. Damn. Number fact. Me neither. Number fact. There's two hosts here. Number fact. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. Number fact three. I'm your other host, Joe. And that's I'm... all the number facts I have. Three yeah. of them? It's a good number. Yeah, I, I think I think we should probably just wrap the episode up here then. Yeah. Now oh, this is a Family Guy Funny Cast. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, comment, and subscribe. Hit that motherfucking bell. That motherfucking bell. So you can get notified if I post the podcast on YouTube on time. <laughs> it's a big if. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, I think we should get into the episode then. Yeah, let's do it. All right. <clears throat> so, 15 minutes of shame. Peter embarrasses the family by losing his clothes while playing the role of the magic clam of Quahog. The Griffins then embarrass Meg around her friends during a sleepover. This provokes Meg to bring the Griffins on a Maury-esque TV show, exposing them and their embarrassing behavior. Their outrageous behavior on the show earns them a TV deal, where they will be filmed for six months. This upsets the family, but especially Meg, who ends up leaving and being recasted as a hot blonde. The Griffins play flanderized versions of themselves, but can't handle it, due to both the pressure and the new Meg stealing their spotlight. Eventually, the Griffins try to leave the show, but due to their contract, they're just recast. Meg returns as the Griffins live in a motel, while the new Griffins record in their house. And that's the episode. There wasn't really a B-plot, was there? No. I mean... Yeah, no, there really wasn't. It was pretty much just about uh, Meg and the family embarrassing her. I guess the closest thing to a B-plot would be... Towards the end, once Meg leaves, uh, they split her plot off where, like, she's living with, um, Cleveland and around Quagmire. But it's not, like, a proper B-plot. Yeah, it's more a short extension of the A-plot. Yeah. I mean, person, What? No, you go, you go. I was gonna say, I think this is a pretty good episode, um, there are a lot of meta references to stuff, um. I mean, at one point, Chris yells, you're breaking the fourth wall, um, <laughs> which is in itself a fourth wall break, because um, it wasn't like, it wasn't actually a fourth wall break, but you could interpret it as one. Um, you know, I, th- I just thought I made this like a more clever episode. Yeah, this is an episode I was simultaneously looking forward to and also forgot it existed. Damn. How could you forget? But I don't know. Because there are parts of this episode that I remember quite clearly. Like the, oh my god, you're a horse? <laughs> that little bit. Right. And uh, <laughs> Peter falling through the stairs. <laughs> I remember that Adult Swim used that short little bit in commercials for it. Oh, okay. Literally just Peter falling through the stairs and saying he's stuck in them. <laughs> I mean, that's funny, you know, slapstick. People like it. Yeah, and, and we know I like it. 
Hell yeah, me too. One you got a I... stick and you're slapping it. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna mm-hmm. laugh right at that stick. I'm gonna slap my stick to it. You know how it is. It's a real stick slapper. Mm-hmm. One thing I enjoyed about this episode was that in the second half, once the Griffins are starting to be recorded, they changed the way like the nor- the normal joke structure of the episode is pretty different. Where Peter doesn't really try to make any direct jokes like he would in another episode, and the humor is coming from him acting uncomfortably weird around the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice uh, break in the formula. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this episode is pretty good for that. Uh, it definitely doesn't feel like any of the other episodes that have come before it. I, I like how there was the... In certain shots, they frame it like this is actually being recorded by the TV crew. Um, it was just like a nice little thing, I think, that added some more detail to the episode. Yeah, because in a lot of shows, whether they're live action or animated, and they have this bit where they're being filmed by a camera crew they don't commit to that they just take shots from the regular filming and then like throw that on the tv so it's it's really cool to see them actually like take it seriously yeah um i don't know where i'd put this episode because like it wasn't the funniest episode in my opinion um Mm -hmm. i think with that changing comedy not it's more generally funny but there are less like high funny moments you know what i'm saying like it raises the standard for the funniness but it also has like a lower maximum peak funniness yeah it's clever but it's not ah ha 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 funny it's just yeah exactly it's just (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i I still think it was a pretty good episode i liked it so yeah what do you think about it I liked it. Um, I would agree that there's not a lot of laugh-out-loud moments. Other than, you know, Peter falling through the stairs and... Well, shit, I guess that's it. (laughs) No, I I liked when when Chris... I think it was Chris picked up the chair with Lois in it and threw it. (laughs) I liked when... That tickled me. (laughs) I liked when Stewie uh, jumped into the lobsters to try to fight them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I just think honestly with like Stewie's weird little form that a lot of like physical jokes for him are a lot funnier because he's a fucked up little gremlin <laughs> he's a funny little homunculus <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he has funny little footsteps when he walks around he's got a big ass football head you know he's fighting lobsters What more? What what more could you want now here's the question though. Did Brian ever change him? Did no. Stewie get his diaper changed? Probably not, no. Well then I have another thing to add to your descriptors of Stewie. He got a big fat doo-doo diaper. <laughs> well not 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 in that scene because he took it off. Ew. <laughs> That's tactical, dude. That's true. You don't wanna you don't wanna infect all the fucking lobsters, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it would just weigh you down. Actually, yeah, it would. poopy floats, doesn't it? Yeah, but that would slow you down. Oh, that's true. You yeah, yeah. You don't want all that excess air dragging you down. Exactly. I don't know if anyone's addressed this, but Stewie's kind of smart. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he he had the forethought to take off his little little fucking diapy while he was killing those lobsters. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> really? I would have kept it on, dude. I'm in a lobster tank in a restaurant. Yeah, but what, what sort of tactical advantages do, do, do the diapies offer to you? Or are you not thinking about tactical advantages? I'm not thinking about the tactical advantages because I don't want the restaurant goers to see my wee-wee. <laughs> My pee-pee would be on display. Yeah, but it'd be really embarrassing if a lobster, like, snapped your neck and killed you. I think it'd be more embarrassing than showing your pee-pee, so I wouldn't want my dirty poopy diaper slowing me down. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. If a lobster snaps your neck, clean off. Yeah. Okay, and you're just floating dead at the top of the tank. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have your wiener exposed or not? Well... No, I wouldn't want to have my wiener exposed. Well, there but you by go. Taking, but by taking off the poopy, dirty diaper, you have a better advantage over the lobster, so you're less likely to get your head snapped clean off. And I would rather someone see my pee-pee than see my dead corpse. Well, see, but here's the thing. In this scenario, you're you're still dying whether I have the the diaper on or not. But so no, not I, necessarily. If, if you I don't always die to the lobsters. Stewie didn't die to the lobsters because it took his diapy off. There's still a chance that if he had the diapy on, he could have killed the lobster. And if he had the diapy off like he did, he would have. He could have died. He's got a little baby neck. He's like one foot tall. <laughs> actually, no, he has no neck. Actually, yeah, the scenario is no flawed. The scenario is flawed from the go. You can't decapitate him. Not yeah, like that. You, I mean, you could. It just, it just only be a body. Yeah, you couldn't. Like, he's just got a fucking stump. You cannot get a lobster claw around that. They would need to get like all the lobsters, and then they all grab Stewie by the head and the feet, and then just tear him up in half. <laughs> I mean, they could do that. They could. This but, is Family Guy. Anything's possible. Okay, yeah, but what if a lobster just snipped his nose? Like, just fucking snipped his fucking snooter right off? Yeah, they booped his fucking snoot right off. They did a heckin' snoot? Fuck, dude. <laughs> well, he, it's not like he has a Lois or a Peter schnoz. No, he has a funny little baby schnoz. Yeah, so that that would grow back, I think. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't have much to deal with. Damn. Dude, why can't humans regenerate their body parts like lizards? It is so fucked up that we can't. Well, yeah. I mean, really, aside from our big brains, humans don't really have much going for them. No. Like, you lose a toe, it's gone forever. You lose anything, it's gone forever. Except for, like, Mm -hmm. skin. And that's only if you don't lose too much. You're not nearly as strong as any of the other primates. Uh, mm-hmm. You couldn't go toe-to-toe in a fight with just about any monkey. A not, monkey a monkey could fucking grab your arm and just tear it off without lifting a finger. That That is why I'm not comfortable around monkeys. Monkeys and apes are terrifying. We should yeah. not be around them. No, no, I think people are way too comfortable around them. Honestly. Dude, a chimp will rip your face off for no fucking reason. If, if I'm ever within 30 feet of a monkey, I want to be armed. Yeah, I want to be strapped. If I'm if I'm at the yeah. zoo, I'm strapped. 
I mean, if I'm packing heat, like, that's a pretty good equalizer between me and the monkey. Yeah, uh, well, the monkey can use the gun. If the monkey uh, gets to you... If the monkey gets to me, I'm already dead. It doesn't matter if he gets the gun. That's true. Yeah, I didn't consider that. Yeah. I just need it while the monkey's trying to close the gap for me. I just put one right between its eyes. <laughs> 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 it's just like a nice cinematic sundown duel, except it's me versus an unarmed monkey. Stop approaching me, you damn dirty ape. No, if I was yelling, if I was yelling that, I'd be a police officer, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It'd be, it'd be more if the chimp's approaching you, you're like, oh, you're approaching me? And then it does ape noises at you. <laughs> that would roughly translate to I can't tear your face off unless I get closer. And then I'm a little full clip on him in panic. <laughs> His screams start shooting. Oh, definitely, dude. If a monkey screams at me, I'm firing. Dude, if a monk if a monkey screams at me and I am not safe, like behind plexiglass, I'm I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to scream, and I'm going to shit, and I'm not going to have my diapy because I took it off because I went in the lobster tank. <laughs> this is why Damn. I don't go to the zoo anymore. <laughs> Too many near-death encounters with the monkeys. Not even near-death encounters, just... I don't... I feel bad looking at them in zoos, and also they scare me. That's fair. Okay, but more importantly... How yeah. good of a swordsman do you think you'd have to be to be able to effectively use a sword against a monkey? Because I feel like an average, at a um, basic level of sword use, which is to say, most people have, have no real concept of sword play. Mm -mm. Uh, if you tried to swing at a monkey, you probably would just piss it off more. Yeah, I don't know how durable a monkey is, or an ape. Yeah. Is there science I mean, on that? I mean, definitely. I don't know if it's available to the public. Here, it's just, um, how durable is a chimp? Because, I mean, they're just, like, balls of muscle, so I feel like you gotta really, you gotta, really gotta get into it and make sure it's, like, a good swing, good force behind a good angle. Uh, otherwise, you're not, I don't think you can cut through that muscle. Um, maybe you could disable, like, a limb, but it still has three other limbs that could easily kill you. Yeah, they got those toe thumbs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think you need to be a pretty, like, experienced swordsman to just sort of, like, slice the monkey in two. I think you would need to be an experienced swordsman, or at the very least, have the sharpest sword known to man. Hmm. So you think even a novice with the sharpest sword known to man could just cut through a monkey? No. Well. Damn. Not cut through, but, you know, you could definitely do some maiming. You know, mm -hmm. just, just maim the shit out of that that chimp. I Sorry, mean, Coco. I mean, yeah, you don't need to win. You just need to disable the monkey and get out of there. Okay, in that case, yeah, an inexperienced swordsman. Although they are just as likely to hurt themselves in their flailing around as they are to do anything to that chimp or that monkey. Right. You played Sekiro, right? Yeah. Do you remember those? I think they were baboons in the... Yeah, with the swords. Yeah, in the caves. Yeah. They were pretty handy swordsmen. They were. So if that's 
the level of is that the that's the caliber of primate swordsmen we're dealing with we're kind of boned yeah, I think the best strategy for a monkey would be not to try to slash it, but try to stab it right in the head, or like through the neck or something. You know, right when it's charging you, mm-hmm. sort of like how you would like stab a horse as it charges by. You just ready yourself to stab right through the monkey while he's approaching. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like playing playing chicken. You know, like you're you're in your car, you're just jamming. You're at a stoplight. You look next to you. You see a dude. He's in his minivan. He's got his kids in the back, and his wife is in the front. Or maybe the wife's driving. Maybe maybe the kids are driving. Who knows? But anyway, mm-hmm. you look over at the driver, and they they rev their engine and they challenge you. And you this is this is not playing chicken. This is racing. Okay, they're they're at the other they're at the other they're on the other lane. They're, they're on the other, other end of the intersection. Same scenario, but now they're across from you because this is actually chicken and not racing. <laughs> and you look dead in their eyes, and you rev the engine, and they rev their minivan, and you just fucking book it. You need to aim for their hood. Yeah, you need to take out that minivan. Mm-hmm. You just pretend they're the chimp, or you pretend the chimp is the minivan. Either way. Your car is your blade. Your blade is your car. You're driving it right through their skull. You are driving right through their skull. You mm. are Kenshiro. I don't know enough about Fifth of the North Star to complete this metaphor. But pretend I do. <laughs> Why'd you pick it? Because he's cool. Hell yeah. Anyway, long story short... Yeah, you go right for the head for a monkey, for sure. Just like a minivan. Okay, definitely. Isn't that like a monkey character in Family Guy later? Yeah, he lives in Chris's closet. Oh, cool. Where are we going to see him? I don't know. I don't know if he's a post-revival or... I think he's got to be a post-revival. You can't yeah, have a monkey he... and a dog in the same episode. That's true. Unless I... you've, already, you've already lost it all and you have nothing left to lose. Let's see. When what, it, it might first appear. Oh. Okay. Yeah, what does it show no. up? It's a pre-cancellation appearance. Oh shit! So that means soon, right? Wait, did, were they canceled for season two or three? Season three. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought we were getting near the cancellation then. Never mind. Nah, we got a bit to go. Yeah, I mean, season three is like decently long, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a standard TV length season. What does that mean? It's about 22, 24 episodes. It is... Yeah, 22 episodes. Nice. Oh god, is this the last episode of Harvey Weinstein? What the fuck? Oh god, it's called When You Wish Upon a Weinstein. Alright, well... (laughs) I'm looking forward to that one. (laughs) That's a good episode. That was a banned episode. Oh shit! Because you talking about Harvey Weinstein? No, no. Why was it banned? They don't. They, it's not a Harvey Weinstein episode. Fuck. I'm sorry. Fuck. Yeah, no. I, I, I had to take that away from you. You don't have to. I well, feel like I better. did. Maybe it's better than either. Like, let me build up hope over the next like 33 episodes. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't do that to you. Thank you. But no, it was banned because. Um, 
Wait, what? What season is that? Is that in three? Season? Yeah, it's the last episode of season three. Oh right, yeah. Anyway, it was a banned episode because Fox thought it was offensive, oh, and cool. it didn't. Jewish people. Okay, I figured. Yeah, and Peter, Peter, uh, Seth, Seth. I why am I saying a person's name? Fox thought it was offensive and didn't air until it was on Adult Swim. Oh. Adult Swim was like, all right, that's fine. We don't have a Jewish audience anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. And <laughs> I don't it, know if that's true, but it finally aired on Fox a year later. Damn. All right. So back to this episode. Uh, I yeah. think something you note is this is the first appearance of Adam West, the mayor of Quahog. Um, yes. Also- yeah, he's Adam West playing Adam West. Fuck yes. I was waiting for this. Hell yeah. I freaked out and I slapped my thighs together when I saw him. Like, like you just like slammed your thighs together? Yeah, I giggled, I started clapping, and I slapped my thighs together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very sta- fairly standard reaction, I think. Yeah, especially if you're watching Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real thigh slapper. That's why they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was his first appearance uh, as the mayor of Kohog. Uh, he officiates the Kohog Day clam ceremony. Uh, we also got a nice big Kohog lore dump. Finding out that Kohog was founded by a pilgrim who was kicked off for talking too much, who partners up with a magic clam. It's hard. Hence the name of the, the clam. Have they shown the the clam yet? The bar? I think we've been inside it, but I don't think they've actually shown it and named it yet. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, uh, they should so- show it soon, because there's one episode I saw that I think was season three. One of the few episodes I'd seen before starting this. Uh, where the British go to the clam, so... Oh, yeah. So yeah, they gotta show it soon. I'm gonna say right now I don't really like that episode. Damn. Just well, just laying it out there. Well, we'll see if your opinions change when we get back to it in a uh, couple weeks, couple months actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if if we get there. Mm-hmm. It's so it's gonna, it's gonna be so long till we're even finished with season two. Oh god, we have so long to go. I do. Yep, way too long. It's going to take us... Assuming we stick at this pace and Family Guy sticks at their pace, we'll probably be done in like six, seven years. That's a pretty good life for a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, we could die. Podcasting could die. Could be outlawed. Um, yeah. Everyone. I mean, I like, to th- I like to think of myself as a badass fucking rebel, like, um, like Anonymous, but I don't think I'm willing to rebel against the government for my Family Guy podcast. No, although we could, we could be the first podcasters without a cause. I, are you sure you we're know? the first? We, no, we could be. When it's outlawed. Oh, yeah. We will be the first ones. Yeah. I mean... I think that'd be a pretty cool gig. I think Joe Rogan might beat us there, though. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. man, Joe do you think Rogan. Joe Rogan's gonna get canceled? No, he brings in too much money. Damn. Spotify just spent like six hundred thousand dollars on him. I know. Wait, right? They only spent six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no, it was a multi-million dollar deal. I was about to say Mixer spent thirty million on Ninja, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, let's see. Dude, Ninja made out like a bandit. He got all the Mixer money. Mixer's around for like two years, max. <laughs> and now he's free to do whatever he wants. This happened because we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we freed Ninja from his contract, so you're welcome. Yeah, Ninja cut us in on that, huh? Mm-hmm. Ninja, come, come, play a round of Fortnite with me. You know, I love Fortnite, you love Fortnite, uh, let's get together. Yeah. Let's get some dubs, Ninja. Yeah, let's get some epic Fortnite victory royales. Come on, buddy. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a couple of those. You don't play Fortnite, don't lie to the audience. No, I don't. I don't. No. The Joe Rogan deal was around $100 million, G- Okay. Like. Yeah, I think Spotify's gonna be low to the cancel, Emma. Joe, I think if Joe Rogan... Had, wasn't the one in the clip saying he was making girls suck him off for spots? I think he'd be canceled, but just having a guest on there who said that isn't... I don't think it's enough to cancel a $100 million deal. No, if it was Joe himself saying it, yeah, for sure, but he's just there. Granted, he is laughing at it. Oh, yeah, he's enjoying it, but, like... That's enough for us to cancel him. Yeah, that's uh, enough for us to disinvite him from the podcast. Yeah, Joe Rogan, you're not invited to our podcast ever. If we're don't, not, don't say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Joe Rogan, you're banned. Family Guy Funny Cast does not want you. Granted, if you invite us to your podcast, of course, we'll consider it. We probably won't do it. <laughs> well, yeah, we will. Shit, fuck. Yeah, we do have to. Joe fuck. Rogan podcast. Fuck. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, I don't want, damn it, I don't want to. Fuck. Ah, okay. Okay. Mm. Morally, I say no. But. But. For the growth of the podcast, it would for, be pretty good to be on JRE. For the sake of my business. Our business, I'm sorry. Our for business. For the sake of us recouping our $60 we both lost. Yeah. It's a little more than that, though, isn't it? It was like 63 each. I think, I think it was like 122, 126. We'll get an exact number when we get the costs. Um, yeah, once we have a company money to, to yeah. recoup it with. When, once we find the company card. Yo, I, I lost can... it. I lost it on the freeway. I gotta make some calls later. But Yeah, fine. Okay, yeah. I guess we would have to. I'll leave it at that. We would we have, have to go on. We have a limit of five dollars on the company card. <laughs> it was. It wasn't even a credit card. It was a Visa gift card. <laughs> it was preloaded. We only only had five dollars left on it. <laughs> and I just drew a little Peter on the front of it. A little Peter five, Griffin. Five dollars is approximately enough for me to go apeshit at the dollar menu, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <sighs> yeah you know podcasts are really bringing in the big bucks yeah that's five dollars we'll never see again though 
<laughs> Shit, you right? I can't get out of my car on the freeway. <laughs> I mean, it is five dollars, dude. That's a lot. That's a lot of dollar menus. <laughs> it is. A McChicken's only a dollar sixty nine. Uh, I could get a couple of those. Oh, you know, drinks, drinks are only ninety nine cents at McDonald's. Any size, any fucking size. That's right. Although, if you get two five dollars, you can get like fifty nuggets. Hell yes. Yeah, we'll ha- yeah, we can have our McDonald's dinner later. Yeah, we can do that after the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, or before, probably a lot. A lot before. (laughs) Way, way before. But in the immediate future, I think it's reference time, baby. Alright, so, uh, we decided after the last episode that uh, doing all the references is just too long and honestly too boring most of the time. So, instead... I'm now going to list all the references and explain only a few of them that I think are either interesting or obscure or particularly relevant. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So I first, can't wait first, to hear time, which ones. Time to just list them all off. Uh, you yeah. have Bob Ross, Family Ties, Adam West, Ronald McDonald, Milton Beryl, uh, Davy Jones, Richard Nixon, Uncle Tom, Tom Arnold. Fred Drescher and the Olsen Twins. And also, they made another fucking Boogie Nights reference in this episode. This is the third episode <laughs> in a row, I think. Or maybe it was one, a break, then two in a row. That they did a fucking Boogie Nights reference. I That's not gonna stop. Dude, dude, I don't fucking care about Boogie Nights. No one cares about Boogie Nights. I just googled it. And... I don't know if, how many of these are from... Boogie Nights, but there's a decent amount of drug den stuff that look like Boogie Nights. What does it look like Boogie Nights even mean? I don't know. Porno, drugs, sex. I'm sick of Boogie Nights. I'm sick of Boogie Nights. You know what? One of them is going to come later. Much. This looks like a modern episode. Gross. I can't wait for me to be reminded of this in like four years. Brian and Stewie find Dr. Hartman and go on a Boogie Nights adventure with him. Cool. I can't, can't wait. That sure is a Seth MacFarlane heavy episode. Mm-hmm. So, the first reference that's important in this episode is Adam West. Um... He became popular for the live-action Batman in 1966. Uh, he also voiced Catman and the Crimson Chin in The Fairly Odd Parents, uh, something a bit more contemporary than you might have seen him. Hell and yeah. unfortunately, Adam West passed away in 2017 from leukemia. Oh, I didn't know it was from leukemia. Damn. Yeah, I didn't know either until I, until I learned it. I kind of thought he just died of old. Yeah, that happens, but I mean... Most people who die of old just die of, like, some shit like that, you know? You mean pneumonia? I mean, they die like, leukemia, pneumonia, the fever, the flu, the mumps. They fall too hard. I don't think old people are really getting leukemia a lot. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's a kind of cancer. (laughs) 
Yeah, but old people are more at risk to get cancer. There's fewer than 200,000 cases a year. <laughs> That's still a lot. 200,000 cases a year. That means every five years a million people have leukemia. But how many of those are old people? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> leukemia? I'm, I'm going to find out. Old people. Um... Acute myeloid leukemia is a disease of the elderly, with the majority of patients diagnosed in the 6th and 7th decade of life. Okay, so I'm wrong. Yeah, there's even, there's, <laughs> I mean, I thought you were right for a second, but yeah, there's specifically like old people leukemia. I've just uh, although, never heard of that. Leukemia is often considered a childhood illness, according to Cleveland Clinic. My um, name is Cleveland Brown. And I have leukemia. <laughs> and I'll treat your leukemia. Okay. See, Adam West was born in 1928, so I'm just going to be brave and say he was going to kick the bucket pretty soon anyway. You know? Mm-hmm. He died when he yeah. was 88. That's just what old people do. It's true. They die. Yeah, it happens. I'm sorry, liberals, but... Grandma and Grandpa, are they going to die pretty soon? Probably from coronavirus, to be honest. Yeah, or or leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently old people get a lot. <laughs> apparently. Who fucking knew? Not me. <laughs> Adam Wessler left hardly. Aw, oh, Adam, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, rip Adam, you're dead now. Yeah, I mean, he had a good life. Like, you know. Oh, he had... Oh, well, at least from an outsider point of view, he had a fucking fantastic life. Yeah, it's fine. Career-wise. Mm-hmm. Can't speak on his personal. Alright, next reference is to Milton Berle. Uh, he was a famous actor in the 30s, however, he had to start as a child actor. And he eventually transitioned to radio. Uh, as a young child, he won a contest by Charlie Chaplin. Uh, I picked this one because it's pretty obscure... Uh, I feel like most people probably don't know who Milton Berle is, so. No, I know the name. That was more of my parents' generation. Yeah. (laughs) The 1930s. Oh, shit. No. I mean, he was on radio, so (laughs) maybe your grandparents heard him. Oh, yeah, my grandparents for sure. Depends on when Mr. Burl's career was, like, popping. Yeah, I, th- I think it was popping mostly in the 30s. I don't know how big his transition to radio was. I didn't look too d- deep into him. Yeah, my parents were born in the 50s, so they... Yeah, nah. Nah, he would have been halfway to death when they were born. Damn, shoddy. Damn, shoddy, you looking kind of dead. Damn. Alright, and the final reference I picked is Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom is the ca- a character from Uncle Tom's Cabin, written by Harry Beecher Stowe, son of famous minister Lyman... Be- daughter of famous minister Lyman Beecher. Uh, it was a bestseller at its time in the antebellum period. I'm not exactly sure when it came out. I want to say it was, like, late 30s? Late 1830s? Uh, and it exposed the horror of slavery to the white audience that read it. 
uh, helped really bolster the cause of abolition in the North. Mm-hmm. And now today, the term Uncle Tom refers to a black person who is believed to be doing something that goes against what is good for the greater black community. The book came out in 1852. Oh, really? Okay. That was a lot later than I thought. Yeah, it was really close to the Civil War. It came out during a a pretty dark period when the Civil War was starting to heat up, but it wasn't in full steam because you know, it didn't start till 61. Yeah. Um, the book also, people don't... Well, at least I never knew this until recently. The book actually popularized like so many stereotypes about black people oh like what yeah well i mean other than the uncle tom which it kind of started um yeah the mammy stereotype oh um i i I feel weird talking about this but uh the piccaninny okay stereotype um it's used to it's a derogatory term used towards mostly towards black children. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was not. It was not perfect. Um, no, but I, I think it was definitely a net positive overall in the uh, progress towards civil rights. Yeah, it definitely. It was. Um, the book was. It wasn't a romance, but it was like it was in that that genre so it was a rom-com yeah it was a rom-com it was a fun little romp um Mm -hmm. but no it was primarily targeted towards women um and so a lot of the people reading it were women i forget what genre it was like i just went over this like in the fall um sentimental it's a sentimental novel oh yeah, which means it's just a product of its time. Um, it's mm. it's an that means it's uh, targeted towards, or it targets your emotions and everything. It's a book based on feeling, more than anything okay. else. So the characters like really outwardly show their their emotions and their feelings, instead of just like, I woke up and I went to my lawn, and fucking all that shit from the air like uh. Uh, fuck the Scarlet Letter. So, if you read the Scarlet Letter. Scarlet Letter sucks! I kind of like it, actually. I thought it was pretty boring. Um, I mean, I also had to read it for school, so I wasn't, like, super invested into it. Yeah, I did too. I didn't have to read it in high school, but I did read it in college. It also doesn't help that, uh, what's his name? Hawthorne starts the book with this really long and boring story about how this character finds out the story of the Scarlet Letter. Uh, it's, that's, that part's just not fun at all. That's a garbage way to start your book. Back then, people didn't know about stuff like that. They just sort of wrote. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they didn't have anyone <laughs> to tell them, like, dude, that's fucking boring. No one wants to read this. Dude, no one wants to read about your fucking storehouse. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah, like, just just write about the story of the Scarlet Letter. You don't need to justify how you know this story. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Who fucking cares, dude? But yeah, you can yeah. skip that. I didn't read it. I read a few pages of it and thought, 
dude, this fucking sucks. I'm not reading this. And then guess what? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I think I read this and it just sat. I think I think I finished. It. No, actually, I don't think I even finished. It. I think I got like halfway through it. I'm like, yeah, wow, fuck this book. It really soured me on it. If you ever feel like giving it another chance, like maybe maybe later in your life, like I did, reread it, but not for a while. Yeah, I got too many things I need to read now. I've I, I've been reading a lot of theory lately in my life. Um, Good. One of us has to. <laughs> this morning, I woke up and I accidentally yanked my, um... What's, what's the... The thing that keeps my page? Bookmark. Fuck. <laughs> I was gonna say the spine. Like, the what it's bound yeah. to? And I, I just yanked my bookmark out of my book and went back to bed. You stupid bitch. I know. I, I, I realized what I had done. I was just so, like, defeated. I just went back to sleep. It's kind of like how, uh, so my phone charger port is not really working right now. So sometimes I'll wake up and I'll look at my phone and the charger will just fall out and I won't adjust it. And then when I wake back up, my phone will be dead. And I know I'm doing oh. that. I know I'm doing that. I just don't care because I want to go back to bed. Yeah, I get you. It'd be like that sometimes. It really do be like that. Hey, so I have a question. Okay. What was your favorite joke from the episode? Hmm, my favorite joke. I'm not really sure for this episode. What was your favorite joke? Start us off strong here. I don't... It wasn't a specific joke, it was just the physical gags, or the visual gags. So Peter, mm. <laughs> Peter being swept away in the waves in his clam costume and falling naked into the sand and having his fucking peepee out, fucking peepee flopping everywhere, and then mm-hmm. similarly him falling through the stairs. Oh, okay. I remember what my favorite joke was. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I really like. It wasn't like a specific joke, but like the scene. Where right after he loses his clothes, he stops at a gas station, and he's still naked, and he goes out to get, like, chips and a soda. Oh, yeah. And he runs yeah. into, um, Joe's kid. Kevin. I thought that... Yeah, Kevin, yeah. I thought that bit was funny. Yeah. And I love how they're constructing all those shots in the car to make it... To make you not notice that Peter's naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I noticed it, but, uh, I didn't think that's where I was going with that. <laughs> You know, I I did like the whole sleepover scene. That was a really yeah. funny sequence. And it was it was weird in ways that is more reminiscent of later Family Guy. How when, so? Well, first off, when Lois, when they're doing, the girls are playing that game of they're building the perfect man, like right, Tom right. Cruise's butt, and Lois comes out and says who who she would put together, but she mentions. Milton Burl's fucking cock. Yeah, his legendary genitals. Legendary uh, genitals. Yeah. Milton Burl. And then <laughs> Chris f- jacking Jerking off on the, cou- the couch. Hell yeah, baby. And Lois is just fine with it. <laughs> like, it's... But, that clearly happens a lot. 
felt in the like Griffin a hentai household. scene. Yeah. Yeah, I love his yeah, brother uh, jerk him off, you know. Oh my god, Stepbro, what are you doing behind the couch? <laughs> Stepmom? Yeah. What are you doing here? You know, I think it was uh, pretty daring of them in this episode to have Stewie wish he was gay. In 2000. Well, when you wish upon a Weinstein, you never know what you'll get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I get that it was a joke, but Stewie wants to be gay. Uh, you know, it's pretty... Pretty bold of a of a show in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Although they were in a post Will and Grace world, true. Anything's yeah. possible. I guess so. Including a gay baby on my cartoon. A gay baby in Family Guy. That's right, Meg. Your brother Stewie Griffin is a gay baby. What? What the fuck? And then Chris is like, he's a baby? <laughs> Speaking and of Chris. I... Yeah? Uh, when Lois was getting the splinters out of Peter's ass, mm-hmm. he does that gag where he puts on the, the Nixon mask and says, I am not a crook. Yes. And he and Lois start laughing. But Chris is also in the room. And it shows him laughing, leaning forward, slapping his thighs. But there's no audio for it. <laughs> did you notice that? I did not. No. Wait. Let me. Let me go back. I want to see this. Okay. Oh my god! I see. Brian becomes a cop. No. No spoilers. <laughs> no. Yeah, Hope Brian the dies. <laughs> I can't wait till he fucking dies. I can't wait till Brian bites the fucking dust. Like for real, mm. though. For real. For real. Right. Where is it? Where That's is right, Meg. Scene? Our dog, Brian Griffin, is a bootlicker. <laughs> I can't wait till he fucking dies. I can't wait till he runs in the fucking street while he's playing street hockey with Stewie and gets run over <laughs> by a fucking squirrel. <laughs> God, I can't. Oh, yeah. There's just no art that's really uncanny. It's weird. Yeah, fuck. After you look, if you want to watch the episode, it happens around seven twelve. Yeah, that's really weird. I don't like that. Yeah, but and it, it's just like that because I've, <laughs> I've no, I of course I watched this episode a long fucking time ago, and it's been the same. They just, I don't think they recorded audio for this like at all, and they forgot or they the animators didn't know. And so they just animated Chris in the room, and they're like, oh shit, wait, we don't have audio for him laughing. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but, going to what I did like about this episode, is that I like that there was a meta joke about Meg being recasted, which is funny because Meg was originally voiced by uh, Lacey Summers? What's her name? Chabert. Lacey Chabert. I had in my notes, I couldn't find her though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lacey Chabert, uh, to now be voiced by Mila Kunis. Uh, they made a little joke about Meg being recasted, which I think was clearly supposed to be like a little meta joke about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math in my head. I know at the top of the show I said I wasn't a numbers guy, but I think the the timeline checks out. 
Yeah. Uh, another thing I liked about the episode was that once the Griffins start to be recorded, you can see that with especially Brian and Lois, they try to like force their persona for who they're supposed to be perceived as. And Lois tries to come across as incredibly nice because Meg portrays her as a bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When she's on TV, has a little like subtext saying like probably more of a bitch than she realizes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so to try to counter that, Lois tries to be extra nice and sweet while they're recording, <laughs> and Brian tries extra hard to be cool and witty. And we all know he's not either of those things. At yeah, all. he's a fucking libtard. <laughs> Get fucked, Brian. <laughs> Buy a car while you're playing hockey in the street. In the street? The summer hockey's supposed to be played, dumbass. Yeah, fucking dumb bitch. Speaking of Brian Griffin, I yeah. uh, did not RP with the Brian Griffin kid again. He stopped contacting me. Oh, he just fully stopped? I mean, he, he hasn't messaged me since the 19th, so... I messaged him back, hey. <laughs> did you actually do it? I just messaged him, hey. <laughs> I thought you were donezo with him. I thought I was donezo too, but it's funny to say hey to him again. <laughs> I just got swept up in the moment. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore him for another week. And then say sorry, I was at work. Yeah. There's another error in the episode that I I noticed. What was it? It was in the flashback about the founding of Quahog. Oh? It's after What's-His-Name tries to kill the clam and he's making soup on the fire. Yeah. When the clam is leaving, the man... He has Lois Griffin colored hair when he should have oh. just brown hair. Oh, shit. Yeah. Were they trying to imply that he's an ancestor of Lois? Oh, my God. Lo- Lois? Lois? You- Lois? This is just like that time I my ancestor found a Quahog. <laughs> so what do you think of the Quahog origin story? I think it's 100% accurate. Yeah? Yeah, I think that actually happened as we were shown. Okay. Knowing the rules about this universe that we know, and, you know, seeing Brian the talking dog, Stewie the talking baby, uh, some some other talking thing that shouldn't be talking, this, de- some, some this definitely happened. abomination. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the bear in the Cleveland show. I know, the fucking scary-ass monster. Fucking Godzilla over there. Godzilla on the streets. Streets, streets, streets. Speaking of Godzilla and monsters, I Mm kind of want to get into cryptid hunting. I think it'd be funny. You're in a pretty good area for it. Yeah. There's a lot more over there, considering that, you know, cryptids in America generally hang around... The early spots of America? Yeah, definitely white people, you know, like the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, like, if I could catch the Jersey Devil, that'd be pretty sweet. Can you imagine the clout you get for that? Yeah, I get so much clout when I fucking caught the Jersey Devil. This podcaster uh, caught this monster. You wouldn't believe who it is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, really, I, I, want, I want to catch Sasquatch, you know. Sasquatch is probably every cryptid hunter's dream cryptid because he's just so iconic. Yeah, he's also innocent. 
Sasquatch never did anything to anyone. You're right. I think you should stop me. You should trap him. Yeah. And then befriend him. Okay. Yeah, I'll try to teach him how to communicate. Yeah. Then, then you guys can play Fortnite and beat Ninja Tyler Blevins. (laughs) Yes, I'll train my Squatch to beat Ninja. (laughs) Squatch night. Speaking of Ninja, though, I was going to ask the point where I forgot. If somehow, like, let's say we win a contest, like, like when we get to play Fortnite with Ninja, and it's going to be, like, recorded or some shit, how much Fortnite would you play to train, like? Because I don't want to embarrass myself in that case. I, I would probably play a few rounds the day of. Okay. Yeah. Because I... I don't enjoy Fortnite. Damn. And I think it would it would only be fun. Well, here. I think it would only be fun playing with the squad. You, and me, Ninja, and Brian. Yeah. Brian Griffin? Brian Griffin, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, then let's do it. That's the only time I would play Fortnite, and that would be worth it. Hell yeah. What about you? Huh? I think if I play with Ninja, I don't want Ninja to be upset at me. Uh, I mean, if you ever watched when he was on Bon Appetit, he cut right through that avocado pit. So clearly he's packing some muscle under those gamer arms. Yeah. I don't want him to, like, lash out and beat me. Yeah, and you know he'd do that, too. You've seen his infamous outrages on Twitter. Oh, yeah. If that's yeah, the yeah. hit... If that's the, the, the fire he's spitting on Twitter, imagine what he would be doing IRL. You know? Oh yeah, Ninja. Ninja. If I if I like threw the game for the team, Ninja would definitely beat the shit out of me. I think no hesitation. Yeah, and I think that's why we should be playing remotely, which I think we would be. So I wouldn't want you to get beaten by Ninja. You don't want to know how strong his thumbs and forearms probably are. Yeah, he's got he's got that extra extra gamer muscle density, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have hollow bones like a bird. Oh no, he no has, way. He... He has thick bones like a gamer. Yeah, his bones are filled with slurp juice. Yeah, he drinks his OJ in the morning. Mm-hmm. When he Ninja's drink- bones are broken, it releases a healing serum, regenerating his bones on the spot. When he breaks his bones, he slurps the marrow from inside, and then he heals them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ninja's a freak of nature. That boy just a freak, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know, I know. Oh, ho, 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 ho. God damn, imagine if we... Do you think Ninja would play Dota with us? Dude, I think that's the dream. No, I don't think Ninja would play Dota with us, but I think we could try. I think he he would probably want to play League. Probably, yeah. I would play that for, for him if he wanted to. I would, I would not play League for, for, for Fortnite Ninja. It's only Ninja, dude. I'm not sacrificing my morals like that. You know, props to you, because I don't have the, I don't have the integrity for that. Damn! If Ninja was like a Babelicious babe instead, I would play League, but he's not, so I won't. Yeah, if he was a hot gamer girl, this, I, I would. I would even faster than I would now. <laughs> yeah, you already would. I already would, but if he was a an e girl, mm-hmm. oh man, I, I would eat him up. Would you sell all your Dota cosmetics if you, for uh, uh, for you to get a tub full 
of Gamer Girl Ninja Bathwater? Yes, but only if Ninja was a girl. Okay. I not if not Ninja as he currently exists. No. Right, different different timeline where Ninja is a girl. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's the question asked me in this timeline is if I would sell all my Dota items for some Nico Lol bathwater. And, and the answer you? is the answer is yes. Damn. In a heartbeat, right now. I'll do it right now. <laughs> After I sneeze. Yeah, I mean, just sell your items uh, and just give give the money directly to Nico Lol, and I, th- I think it'll be good. Okay, I'm gonna make a note on Twitter to do that right now. Okay, cool. Okay, selling all my Dota items to donate money to Nico. Well, do you think we can get her on the podcast if you do that, or no? Yeah. Ah, no, actually. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Fuck. Don't you dare say that about my Nico. <laughs> I mean... Alright. Oh, I mean, honestly... I think if we ask nicely, maybe. But I don't want to buy an appearance from somebody. But... You know? We're going to... But we're going to, but I don't want to. Dude, no, I can't afford to buy any appearances. No. What would it take ha- for you to accept a Lynn manuel Miranda appearance on our on our show? I mean, I do it for free, honestly. It's good It's good publicity. It's good clout. Okay, um, so there, there goes my question. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy with this stuff, but pre- pretend that I gave a high price. Pretend I said like uh, I needed I need a bathtub of his wife's gamer water. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm with you, Lin Manuel. If you want to come on the Family Guy Funny Cast, you're welcome to. Yeah, welcome aboard, baby. Yeah, baby. Oh, you turned forty this year. Woo! Good for you. I'm turning twenty this year. That's like half. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. Does Lin Manuel Miranda swear? I feel like he'd be a guy who either who only does like those really weird like h- hybrid swears. Like, like you wouldn't say like you wouldn't call someone a bitch. You'd be like you you fuck you you fuck stick numb nut dip whiz. You sweat dripping fuck stick. Damn it! I said it. Honey, I said it. It's, it's kind of horny, dude. Honey, I'm, I was trying That's to call the president and I got horny. <laughs> Get the wig. Get the Melania wig. Damn, a Melania wig? Melania Trump wig. Let's see. Oh. Yeah, we could buy one. $15. Yeah, buy one of those, drink some nice coffee I think you mean COVID Fefe. Boy, that joke made me hungry. I need me a nice hamburger right now, am I right? 
<laughs> oh, oh, give me some KFC, baby. Oh, mm. ah, COVID Fefe is a real hashtag. <laughs> yeah, didn't, um, what's his name, George Takai say that? Oh my god, I bet he probably did. I'm Googling it, but nothing's coming up. He definitely uh, jumped on the Kofefe. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't get what people... I think a lot of people who try to do the epic Trump owns don't understand... I mean, first off, fundamentally, they don't understand that trying to own Trump by saying funny things uh, does nothing to affect the material basis of his power. Um, but ign just ignoring that part, I don't think they get what even makes Donald Trump tick. Like, I don't think Donald Trump cares that he made a typo. Dude's probably hopped up on fucking Adderall, you know, like. He, yeah. He knows, he knows he's stupid, he doesn't care. No, he doesn't fucking read this shit. No, yeah, he's, sorry Jeff Tiedrich, he's not reading your reply. I was just gonna uh, say... Jeff Tiedrich, he's not reading your fucking shit. At best, maybe an intern is. And I can guarantee you that intern doesn't care. Jeff Tiedrich is the most angry person. This dude is so fucking mad all of the time. And he's a fucking Obama bootlicker, too. Hell yeah, bro. Your periodic reminder that when two people did of Ebola on Obama's watch, the entire wingnut outrage industrial complex shit a fucking brick, and no one howled louder than the useless fuck now living in the White House bunker. Damn. Obama never had any of his tweets dinged for threats or lies. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you hear that uh, the Obama administration had all civilians killed retroactively, assigned a combatant status, so technically the Obama administration never drone-struck a civilian? Now, that is some three-dimensional chess. That is galaxy mm -hmm. brain... That is president brain shit. Yeah. I I have a final... A question on my final for one of my talking about that. It's pretty woke to put in intro-level college class. Fuck yeah. What was Hell the... Yeah. What did the question say? Uh, it was a really long question. Uh, it was, it was basically talking about, um... The construction of of like the meaning for the term combatant, and talking about what would be the best way to approach constructing a meaning, and one of the answers was talking about how um like it was select which one is right, then explain why, and one of them was like like how the Obama administration had done that um you, know, you just find anyone as a combatant, obviously that wasn't the right answer because that's wrong, Obama. No. <laughs> when Very... you double tap that hospital, um, <laughs> they were not all combatants. Barry, they were children. Barry, no. God, Jeff Tiedrich just, he makes me sad. And it's not well, just him making me sad, it's how many, the engagement on his tweets, the, the likes, the retweets. Does he have like a Patreon or something? How much is he making? He makes triple digits. He doesn't make triple much. Oh, make, oh, well, you mean you make hundreds of dollars? Yeah, he makes three hundred forty-one dollars okay. a month. Still better than us. 
Yeah, so I, I do respect the, the grift, the grind. His, his like, tweet that he displays is a five-time draft dodger, blah, 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 whatever. But I want to say, and I'm going to defend the president on this one. Dodging the draft is probably the coolest thing he ever did. And then he comes back and says that his Vietnam was dodging STDs. Like, come on, you gotta hand it to him. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the, v- it's like the Vietnam War was bad. It was good that he didn't go. Yeah, it's like that... That Onion article, heartbreaking, the worst person you know, just made a great point. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like... Sure, he didn't avoid the war out of a moral obligation, but I don't think, like, the Vietnamese children being murdered by American soldiers really cared about the moral the moral reasons why someone decided <laughs> to or not to go to Vietnam. Do you think Jeff Tiedrich would have gone to Vietnam? Oh, definitely, dude. That's his, that's his civil duty as an American. That's true. I really like this tweet from him on June 22nd. Holy fucking shit. Bunker Boy must be crapping his diaper right now. <laughs> Feels like he's talking about me. Oh yeah, Baby baby made a big old stinky when he was on the stage giving his address. <laughs> this is me with the podcast. <laughs> June 20th. Innocent people don't fire the people investigating them. Remember during all the Benghazi hearings when Obama fired everybody involved in the, in the investigation? Of course you don't. Obama handed over everything and Hillary testified for 11 hours straight on live TV because they had nothing to hide and they aren't fragile dipshit man babies. Damn. Imagine being such a loathsome piece of shit that no one wants to die of the plague at your hashtag Palooza. Donald Trump, you just got freaking owned. You just got hashtag owned by the Jeff Tiedrich. Time for, time for Trump to, res- to resign. Yeah, Trump, you just got BTFO, so if you could just leave the keys to the White House on Jeff's front door, his front doorstep. <laughs> That's how it works. Whoever BTFOs the sitting president takes over the presidency. Yeah, if, you, if you're the president and you get bodied on Twitter, you're out. Dude, I'm just waiting for, I'm just waiting for Biden to win. <laughs> <laughs> I got a flurry of one-two punches. I would over right to his old man's skull. <laughs> you give me 30 minutes from the inauguration, I'll be the new president. <laughs> Gonna punch Joe Biden harder than the tumor in John McCain's brain. Hell yeah. Rest in peace, John McCain. True American hero. Yeah, definitely. And not someone who is really mon- fun to make fun of. Yeah. Especially I like when, the, I like when the Vietnamese soldiers captured him. Yeah, that was good. That was a, that was a huge bazinga moment. <laughs> Those guys should have fucking kept him. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. The only reason why uh, John McCain even survived his experience as a POW is because the Viet Cong were so fucking sick of him. They sent him back to America. I ain't talking, you son of a bitch. I'm American. What the fuck is he saying? <laughs> Get him out of here. Get the like we... Four years of this shit. He's not going to talk. Been... Get the fuck out of here. He's been I knew you couldn't get me. Day. I know you couldn't get me, you son of a bitch. I'm American. You're Vietnamese. Ain't nothing happening to me. 
And then he crashed his plane on the way back. <laughs> and he got fucking brain damage, just flew his own plane back and crashed in the ocean. Probably hit Amelia Earhart on the way back. Yeah, he doesn't even, he does. He has no idea how to fly, but they keep letting him fly the planes. <laughs> because his dad's an admiral or some shit. He's an American war hero. <laughs> yeah. Dude went, bomb, 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 I ran. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> I I don't know. Damn. I don't think I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, John McCain was a fucking psychopath. I'm glad he's dead. Bomb, 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 I ran. In the Arab Spring. Yeah, when did he do this? Dude, he did it in 2007. <clears throat> I cannot believe this is real. Also, like, when he said Barack Obama wasn't Muslim, he was a good person. That was a fucking bazinga <laughs> moment. <laughs> and the the American, the Democrats said, yeah, oh, John McCain's not a bad guy after all. He's an epic resistance king! Yes, hashtag resist! <laughs> no one even talks that one of the first things John McCain did, uh... As a representative, I, I don't know if he was a senator. I think he was, was he only in the Senate? Yeah, okay, so it was early on in his Senate career. He was immediately embroiled in a scandal. Was he really? Yeah, it's called the Keating Five. Um, and I have to, I have to re- uh, reread what, what's happening with this. Um, yeah, okay, so, yeah, so he... Okay, it seems like back in the day, people actually cared about this. Um, that a lawmaker was hanging out with a with a um, regulator, um, you know, and it's implying that they were getting paid for to make favorable bills. I uh, got like a hundred thousand dollars, uh, but I guess it doesn't really really matter. No, all the all the punishment for that kind of thing is just lip service. Yeah. Okay, so what happened exactly was Alan Cranston, Dennis De Concini, John Glenn, John McCain, and Donald W. Reigel Jr. Um, intervened on behalf of Charles H. Keating Jr., who was the chairman of Lincoln Savings, and they were being investigated by the Federal Home Loan Bank Board, and they had also had all received money from Keating. So, oh, some bribery going on there. Yeah, but then it didn't matter, and he got reelected handily. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's a fucking Arizona senator. Yeah, he's a fucking American hero. American hero, Republican senator in a red state. No fucking wonder. Mm Mm-hmm. God, I want to kick his ass. You'll have to go dig him up first. (laughs) I will. I don't. I think you know when people die, they take their their spirits take the form of when they were at their peak. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think we could take John McCain. Oh, I think I could. Don't worry. I don't know. Look here. Look at this fucking beefaroni. This fine can of 
Chef Boyardee. Pizza A, yes. Yeah, look at that. Oh, that's a, that's a big picture. Just hold on. And then you'll see. Then I'll there we see. go. There we go. Look at that Chef Boyardee. Dude, if the Viet Cong can take him, I can take him. Maybe they didn't actually do anything to him. <laughs> no, he, cr he crashed his own plane and they got him afterwards. It, uh, dude, they felt bad for him. Yeah. He crashed his own plane. Should have just killed him on the spot. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, if I were the Viet Cong, but I knew what I knew, yeah. actually, no. No, I would, I would let him return to America because... He's, he's, he's been more damaging to America than the Vietnam. <laughs> Letting him live and return to America and become a politician is more damaging to America than killing him there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what and he did. As, as a soldier opposed to America, by virtue of being at war with them, I want him to fuck it up. <laughs> I don't know what he did when he was in Vietnam, but the worst probably thing war crimes. I can... Yeah, probably war crimes, but... I mean, he crashes plane on their on their soil. He's fair game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Rip John. Yeah, Rip John. Can't believe John McCain Day has already passed this past Sunday. <sighs> I miss you every Wait, day, this... sir. What, what was this past? Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, it's only, it'll be in approximately two months and a day. It'll be the two-year anniversary of when we lost him. Wow. August 25th. Never forget. Never forget. Big Poppy. Big Poppy. I know if you were out there, you'd be a big fan of the funny cast. Mm -hmm. um, we would have been honored to have you as our first guest. Yeah. I know you would have really supported our career. I know you would have donated... Hundreds of thousands of dollars to our campaign. Yeah, um, we we need to get reelected. Yeah, so you know, I just really miss you right now. Um, yeah, if we yeah. if we lose to the good old fashioned values, then what are we even doing here? Uh, we're really not honoring the legacy that he would want to <coughs> honor no. his legacy and living our lives the way he would want us to. Um, yeah, he believes so yeah. in us. John McCain, uh, true American hero. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. But never forgotten. Never soon forgotten. Enough. You can't see it, but I'm saluting you, sir. I'm crying right now. I can hear it. Alright. About to fucking lose it. Well, I'll be episode 19 of the John McCain Funny Cast. Uh, thank you for watching. Um, you can find me at Megan McCain on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on The View uh, 2.30 every weekday. Uh, thank you for watching. Yeah, you can find me. I run the, the John McCain Twitter account in his memory at send John McCain can also find me at his grave every day praying for his spirit old in the afterlife. Airplane. You can see me doing airplanes on the ground. Just 
building models of the planes John flew in the ground in Vietnam. Setting them on his tombstone. Every Friday. Every day. Every day. God bless. God bless you, John McCain. <laughs>